calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hello, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is yet again another chilling tale. This shattering tale, Story Club members, might make you not want to pick up stuff that you randomly find. It's one I call the Painted Eggs Cracked. Catherine Price saw it as she walked home from school one spring day. It spoke to her. Well, not literally, but the way it caught the sunlight, the way the light glinted off its smooth, shiny surface, it seemed to speak and want her attention. It was a rock, but not your ordinary garden variety rock that's dull and gray and boring. No, this rock looked like stained glass. It had swirling colors of berry purple, midnight blue, and fire orange. Beautiful. The pretty rock was down in a hole. The city power company had dug some ditches to lay some new underground cables. Catherine had seen crews of workers in bright orange hard hats and dirty overalls working in this area every day as she walked to and from school. Nobody was around today, though. It was just her and the rock. She had to have it. Setting down her backpack on the sidewalk, Catherine climbed down into the four-foot-deep trench. The shiny rock hid in the dirt bank, but stuck out enough to catch the rays of the afternoon sun. Catherine clawed the soft dirt around the rock and pulled it free. The swirling colored rock was about the size of a softball in her hands. She shook it and estimated that it weighed about four pounds. Looking close at the swirling patterns under the light, it seemed to spin and dance like clouds. Was it the light playing tricks on her eyes? Or did the twisting pattern of the rock actually move? And how did the workers who dug up the trench not find this? Catherine could only guess. And then she saw more. In the hole where the one rock had been, she could clearly see another. Score? With a bit more digging at the dirt, the grime kicking under her fingernails, she unearthed the second rock. It looked similar to its mate, except it had swirls of deep emerald green, too. What a lucky day this is, Catherine exclaimed aloud. But Catherine soon realized that she made a mistake, because they were not rocks. 
A few days after Catherine had lugged the two rocks home in her backpack, the beautiful rocks, which turned out to be eggs, hatched and split open. There was a lizard inside each one of them. The lizards were about three inches long and slender, with tails that took up about an inch of their body. They had scaly skin like a snake, but spines on their back like an iguana. But these were clearly not iguanas or any other type of lizard Catherine had seen before. They had nubs on their back, two each, that looked like they might be ready to sprout wings. They looked like dragons. They looked like the mythical beasts that she'd seen in movies and picture books, and they had voracious appetites. Catherine fed them anything and everything she could find, potato chips, half-eaten sandwiches, and rotten vegetables from the refrigerator. But what they most liked was meat. Her mom had some old stinky hamburgers in the meat drawer that had gone bad. Holding her nose, she fed it to the two garbage disposals as she called them. With their needle-sharp teeth and powerful jaws, yeah, powerful even at three inches long, they greedily ripped at the gray meat and swallowed the stinky flesh chunks whole. Catherine kept the two garbage disposals in an old 300-gallon fish tank in the two-bedroom apartment she and her mom shared. After the last of her goldfish died in September, she hadn't had the heart to get any more pets. But those little creatures amused her. Her mom told her that she could keep them as long as you take care of them. Well, obviously she would take care of them. I only hope you don't get any bigger, Catherine said to her strange new pets. Either that, or mom's gonna have to keep the refrigerator well stocked with food. But the dragons did get bigger. It'd been over a week since Catherine had found the swirling colored rocks. Each time she fed the beasts, they seemed to grow. At first, only a half inch one day, then an inch the next. This morning, they were both a foot long. Catherine's mom finally said that she had to get rid of them. They couldn't afford to feed the animals any longer, and they were simply getting too big. The dragons had started to stumble over each other in the 30-gallon tank. The nubs on their backs had also sprouted some fan-shaped skin that looked like wings. They were growing up so quickly. And then, the inevitable happened. When Catherine got home from basketball practice one evening, she realized that she was too late. The dragons had escaped. Catherine had planned to take them to her science teacher to see what he thought, but now they were gone. The fish tank lay shattered on the floor. Catherine suddenly got worried. She wished her mom had come in with her from the car, but she had dropped Catherine off after picking her up from practice and then gone off again to pick up some things for dinner at the supermarket. The apartment was in shambles, books strewn everywhere, pillows with their stuffing torn out, and the dining room chairs were overturned. The dragons had torn up the kitchen too, and the refrigerator door was wide open. All the food was gone. Catherine found something strange mixed in with the spilled ketchup and hot sauce on the floor. It looked thin, like rice paper, and was about a foot long. She picked it up. Skin. Had the hungry beasts shed their skin and grown larger still? Catherine heard a scream from next door. There was another half scream, and then it was quickly cut off. She bolted out her door and to the next apartment door. It was old Mrs. Clark. She lived alone and had been there long before Catherine and her mom moved into the building five years ago. Catherine grabbed a fire extinguisher that hung on the hallway wall. It was the only weapon she could find. Who knew if she would need one? She started through Mrs. Clark's open door. It had been smashed open. That was when she noticed that all the doors down the hallway, from 3A to 3K, were smashed in the same way. She entered the old woman's apartment. This place was a mess, too. The dragons were definitely responsible. Mrs. Clark? Catherine called. Are you okay? Catherine heard a growl as she entered the living room. The two dragons, now six feet long, both stood over a tattered bathrobe that had once belonged to Mrs. Clark. They saw Catherine and hissed, stabbing at her with their blood-red forked tongues. Catherine held up the fire extinguisher, her only defense. Get back! 
The dragons ignored her command and stalked toward her. Concerned, Catherine grabbed the hose off the fire extinguisher, pulled the safety pin out, aimed it, and squeezed the handle. Foosh! The dragons were both caked in a sweep of cold carbon dioxide foam. They screeched and retreated. Catherine held her weapon high, ready to fire another cold burst. But the dragons didn't attack. The bat-like wings on their back opened and stretched out into a 10-foot wingspan. They both flapped their pair of wings, creating a ferocious wind in the apartment that blew Catherine's hair back. And then, the dragons were gone into the night. They escaped out the open living room window and bat-flapped their wings toward the twinkling lights of town. Catherine dashed out of the apartment, down the stairs, and out into the street. She was frantic. She had to warn people everywhere of the danger. There were killer dragons among them. Pedestrians on the street stopped to look at the girl, who must have looked like a maniac with her hair blown back and wild-eyed. They're here! Catherine screamed at every person she saw on the street, coming out of stores and parking their cars. You're next! You're next! You're next! Welp, that was one scrambled egg catastrophe. And you didn't see my kitchen after breakfast. Poor Catherine. She tried to do the right thing by feeding those little guys, but then they grew up to be monsters. Just like my fur baby Spike and Renfield. Sometimes our kids give us grief, am I right? And you know what else would cause grief? Missing Story Club's spooktacular celebration this month. We're giving our listeners the chance to win a surprise Halloween treat valued at more than $100. Every listener who shops at GoKidGo.com in October is eligible for the Halloween draw. So pick up one of the awesome t-shirts or hoodies that I made for you at GoKidGo.com and grab your chance to win big. After all, I'm about treats, not just tricks on Halloween. And as usual, come back tomorrow for another episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.